Well, this morning I want to share about sensing urgent times, sensing moments and seasons where the Holy Spirit is stirring us and telling us that we're in a time of urgency. As I was praying about what to, to speak this week, I just got one word. I just heard one word, and that one word was urgency. And as I thought about that word, I began to look to the scriptures and just seeing how often it's in there. It's not in there a lot, but it is in there. And it talks about there are times and seasons of urgency that we will face where we need to respond quickly and do things quickly. And so as I began to look at those verses, I came to this passage here in Romans. And it's telling us of a situation that does require uh, an urgent thing is something that requires immediate action or attention. And I think there are things as a body of Christ that we need to recognize as urgent, that need to require immediate action from us. I know personally I've been sensing that something big is about to happen in our world. And, and I know that, you know, we do believe that the coming of the Lord could happen really any time, but I really believe that something big is going to happen before that event that will spiritually change our area and our world for the better. And, and I, really, I really believe that part of that will be a time of harvest that will bring many people to Christ. And so whatever that event is or whatever that thing may be, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing that happens in the world, is going to bring about something that's going to stimulate or stir people to look to Jesus. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping or believing on the side that, you know, it's going to be a positive thing, that maybe the miraculous, maybe healing, signs, uh, wonders, that then brings people into a faith in Jesus Christ again. But whatever that is, I'm really sensing there's an urgency for us as Christians to prepare for what God is going to do. And also to prepare ourselves, positioning ourselves that we can be used in what God is wanting to do in these days. Now, as I said, you know, personally, I've been sensing that, you know, I need to be ready. Uh, there are things that I need to prepare myself for and get ready for. Uh, because, you know, even as I talk with people, I'm finding that God is stirring people's hearts. And I'm hearing that from people who are Christians. And I'm also hearing that from people who are not Christians. But I'm sensing an urgency in my spirit that something big is about to happen. It's going to affect our world spiritually and bring many people to Christ. And I hope that as I say that, that there's people here today that, that you as well are sensing there, there's something there that I'm sensing, that I'm feeling that's about to change the circumstances that are all around us. Anyways, as uh, sensing that and looking to the scriptures, I find that the scriptures, they do address us and what we should be doing when those times of urgency come to us. When we have that sense of an urgency that we're to be doing something, well, the scripture gives us a lot of guidance there. And I'm thankful for the scriptures. We need to continue to be students of the word of God, getting the scriptures into our hearts. There's a lot of comfort and strength and guidance that we will find in the Word of God, even in times and seasons that are difficult, that are hard, or that are changing for us, or where we're sensing an urgency. Now, this passage here in Romans 
certainly stands out as one of those passages encouraging us to recognize the season and the time we're living in and to take immediate action, that we're not to delay, we're not to put things off to a later date, but to respond quickly. We're to respond with action. This passage kind of spells it out for us because sometimes we're not sure, well, what are we supposed to do? What are the things that we are supposed to do? What kind of action should we be taking during times when we sense in our spirits that there's an urgency to do something? And so it serves well here to apply this to really any time that we sense an urgency in our spirit. Because when God is stirring us up like that, it does tell us that we need to respond. It's not something you should keep putting off, putting off. And sometimes we do that. We kind of allow ourselves to put it off and then eventually convince ourselves that ah, it was just a thought. It was, it's not really important. And if God is stirring your heart about something and, and there's a sense of urgency with that, you need to respond to that quickly. Don't delay, but act upon that. And here are some great suggestions uh, right here in this passage of Scripture of what we are to do uh, when we do sense an urgency in our spirit or an urgency in the time that we are living. The first response that should come from us as we recognize that we're living in urgent times is to love one another, to focus on loving people. Now, that may not seem like a real big deal to you, but it really is important. The scripture reminds us that love is very, very important. And so when we're sensing an urgency within us, make sure that we're loving people. Make sure we're loving people. Romans 13, 8 says, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. And if you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. We need to remember as Christians, we are called to love one another. God doesn't say it's an optional thing. He tells us we are to love. It's a commandment that we are to love one another. And when you think of the commandments in the Bible and all the commandments that are in the Bible, here we, uh, we get to understand that if you do what you're supposed to do in the area of love, you'll just automatically fulfill all the other requirements and all the other commandments in the Bible. So if you love your neighbor, you're going to fulfill all the requirements that are in God's law, all the commands that are in God's law, because you're focusing on loving other people. Christian people, non-Christian people, we're to love everyone. To love one another fulfills the law, because you'd never do something that the law warns us, you know, don't do these things. You won't do them because you are acting out in love. So you're not you know, if you love somebody, you're not going to murder them. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to do terrible things against those people because you love them. You love them. And that's what God is telling us to do, that when you sense an urgency in your spirit, whatever it might be, there are some things that you still need to do, and one of those things is you need to keep loving people. Keep loving people. Have a godly love for one another. Love covers the law. Love covers the commandments. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love breaks barriers. Love forgives. Love brings compassion for everyone, and it fulfills all the commandments that are in the Bible. So Jesus, speaking to his disciples, he sums up the law by saying this in John 13, 34 to 35. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. 
Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Love needs to be an urgency to us. You know, I know that in the world that we're living in, we're, we're tested. We sometimes get annoyed with what's happening in the world. Sometimes we're troubled by the things that are happening in the world. But we need to remember that we are to respond with a higher calling, and that higher calling is to love one another. And the Bible also says that one of the ways that you're going to reach your world is that you're going to demonstrate love, and as they see that love, they are going to know that you're a Christian. You've got to be different because they're seeing the love of God and you. Love is so important that it will carry throughout all eternity. It's really the most important quality that we all need to display in our lives to keep loving one another. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says three, three things will last forever, right through into eternity, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love. Now, we could stay here the rest of the afternoon and look at all the passages that talk about love, and there is a lot of passages about love. So, yes, we would be here all afternoon just talking about all the passages of Scripture to talk about love. So, obviously, it's telling us, you know what's important for all of us? Even when we sense an urgency in our spirit, you got to keep loving. Keep loving. Don't get sidetracked, you know, with a the events that are happening in your world, but rather remind yourself that you have an obligation and an urgency to love one another. It's the greatest response that we should have in urgent times. Whenever we sense that urgency in the spirit, keep the focus of love. Love one another. And then secondly, as we recognize that we're in an urgent season and time we're to wake up to the realities around us. Romans 13, 11. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. So as Christians, we have an obligation to recognize times and seasons that we're in and where God is wanting to do something big. And as we come near to the possibility of the return of Christ, that obligation, the Bible says, becomes even stronger. So as you sense an urgency and you know the coming of the Lord is, is soon, it's just kind of like a double urgency is to take place. And we need to recognize during those times of what God is saying to us, what he's saying to you uh, at this season. And as he speaks things into your life, we need to act upon those things and uh, do them quickly because we all have that natural kind of re, uh, resolve sometimes that we talk ourselves out of things. And we'll hear the Lord say something or he want us to do something. And, and like, I want you to do this right away. And, you know, we kind of, oh, maybe I didn't hear. And so we start putting out fleeces and maybe, oh, maybe God will show me this. He'll show me that. And then I'll do it. We need to act quickly. We need to act quickly because sometimes you can lose the opportunity by waiting. But so anyway, anytime you're sensing an urgency in your spirit, act upon it quickly. Wake up, become alert, uh, shake ourselves, to ready ourselves about things of the kingdom of God in our own personal readiness. It's not a time to, to slumber or to put off things, to sleep, uh, to convince yourself, oh, I got lots of time 
we need to recognize the critical nature of the time we're living in, and as we sense an urging our own spirit, then we really need to respond and start looking at things inwardly, outwardly, of what God is wanting us to do. Ephesians 5, uh, 15 to 17, uh, some good advice here. It says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. As I said, I'm sensing energy, and I believe many of you are as well. You need to ask in that urgency, well, God, what do you want me to do? And as you hear what God wants you to do, then you need to act upon that and act upon that uh, quickly. And, you know, God needs to, we need to elevate the Lord in our lives to what he's wanting us to do. You know, and I really believe, you know, as the, we look around and see what's happening in our world, I think there's alarm bells already going off. And as Christians, I think we need to be rising to attention, getting our priorities in order, and readying ourselves, God, what do you want me to do in this season at this time? So start focusing on what God wants to do rather than what we're wanting to do. And, you know, the Bible talks about that even in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, when he's in Gethsemane and he's about to go to the cross, Lord, if you could take this cup from me, that would be really good. But not my will your will be done. You know, and I know there's so many things out there in life that sometimes can just kind of lull us to sleep as we indulge in life, indulge in pleasure, and, you know, as we indulge in all the media that is out there right now, and, but sometimes even in forms of godliness, and uh, sometimes, you know, talking about the things of God, but not really doing anything about it. We talk about God, but not necessarily do anything about that. You know, and you can think of even of the Lord's return, and you'll see even in Scripture, there was a lot of people that got to play, oh, we've heard that for years. That ain't going to happen. That just ain't going to happen. And we need to remember what the Scripture says. The only reason why there's a delay is that more people can come to the knowledge, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's why, to me, I, I lean kind of towards that an event is going to take place soon where we're going to see many people come to Christ because that coming, I believe, is soon. And so there needs to be an opportunity that many people would start coming to Jesus Christ and have uh, that encounter with Jesus. So when you sense urgent times and seasons, the Bible says, become alert. Wake yourself up. Be alert to what's going on around you. Be alert to the kingdom of God. Be alert to the spirit of God and what God may be saying at this time. Thirdly, in recognizing urgent times, we're to remove our dark deeds. Deal with our stuff. Deal with things that we know are not pleasing to God. Put away deeds that maybe were our old life. And when we came to Christ, it's supposed to be a whole new life. The Bible says you're a new creature. You're a new person when you come to Jesus. So you're not supposed to be living like that old person was. You're supposed to be living in a new way. Romans 13, 12 says, The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. 
So there really does need to be a distinction between being a Christian and just being a person of the world. You know, I, I realize that a lot of Christians today, they think that, you know, you can live any way that you want to. Well, I don't see that in Scripture. I, I see the Scripture is pretty clear that tells us that we're to be changed individuals, that when we invite Jesus Christ into our life, that there's a change takes place, that well, I'm a new creature, I'm a new person, and I'm supposed to be acting like a new person. And I realize, you know, as we face our world, you know, we, we hear so many voices and, you know, we hear so many opinions that are out there. And, you know, this person says that, that person says that. Some Christians say this, other Christians say that. You know, our guide to right living comes from the Word of God. That's the authority. That's where we need to go to see, well, how should I act out in my life? Look to the Word of God. Stop listening to whatever all the opinions of other Christians or even some fantastic preachers that are out there too. Check it all out. Read it in the Word of God. You know, as we recognize, I believe we're in a season where God is wanting to move. We need to really look at our lives and say, well, maybe there's some house cleaning I need to do in my life. Maybe there's some things in my own life that I've been kind of tolerating, you know, not dealing with. And I know God's been speaking to me about them, but I've just been kind of putting it off, putting it off. Well, I believe right now there's an urgency to don't put it off any longer. And I also realize that sometimes, you know, what's sin? I don't know what is sin. Well, again, where you want to know what sin is, look to the Bible. It's not what people say is sin. It's what God's Word says is sin. And, you know, in the Bible, it's quite clear. It really does tell us point blank that there's a number of things that, you know, you don't have to, is this or isn't it? He tells us real clearly that it is sin. And he tells us, you need to throw off those things, just like, you know, if you dirty your clothes, then you're going to change your clothes. You're going to put on clean clothes. In Romans text here, in Romans 13, 13, it says, gives us a few of them. It says, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness, sexual promiscuity and immoral living, or in quarreling and jealousy. And so it's calling for a discipline in our lives and a correction in the way that we live that, you know, if there's, when people look at us, they, they need to, you know, there needs to be no confusion out there. If someone looks at you and says, well, you're no different than I am, that means we're in trouble. It really does because when people look at us, they should be able to see that we are different than other people of the world, that we do things differently. And in the area of conduct, in our speech and in our attitudes, we do things differently, or that's the way it should be. You know, and all through Scripture, it really does spell out things that God is calling us to say, listen, I don't want these things to be in your life anymore. You need to put them aside. You need to put them to death. Colossians 3, a great chapter to read about that. Uh, verse 5, it starts out like this. It says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger and rage and malicious behavior, slander, dirty language, you know, there are things that we need to get rid of. 
things that we need to get out uh, of our lives. Because the Bible says, look, you may not think that sin's a serious thing anymore, that you're a Christian. Well, you know, God forgave me, so I'm good. No, we're to live differently. Because the Bible says, look, the wrath of God is still coming to our world. It's still going to happen. Why? Because of sin in the world. And so sin is serious. Now, I realize today that sin uh, is not really a popular subject in most Christian circles today. We don't like to talk about it, especially in our Western world. But it's very biblical, and we need to pay attention to what God says is sin. Not listening to opinions or not listening to other Christians or even some of the successful speakers that are out there, uh, you know, they do very well and have these huge audiences. Uh, anyone that is out there that is trying to excuse sin, you know, alarm bells should go off. It really should. Because there's an urgent seizing, season, I believe, that God is wanting to move among us. And I really believe that he's speaking to us and telling us, you know, it's time to deal with your stuff. Time to deal with some things in your life that maybe, you know, you've dealt with some things, but there's a few other things, you know, you've been kind of holding on to. I believe God's saying, now's the time. Let's start dealing with those things. Ephesians 5, 6 says, Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God's going to fall on all who disobey him. So again, Scripture is really clear about this, that, we need to treat sin seriously in our lives. That, you know, as we look at our lives and see what we're doing, anything that we see that's not really pleasing to God, we need to start dealing with those things. Stop excusing them and start working on those things uh, that we might live the way God would want us to live. So when you sense an urgency from God in your life, you want to deal with these kinds of matters very quickly because... They're important. It's important. It's important to God, and God's showing us that even in times of urgency, there are some things that we need to deal with, and one of them is certainly dealing with all those things in our life that we've been kind of maybe putting to the side and not dealing with. And then lastly, we're to clothe ourselves with Jesus. I really like this one here. Clothe ourselves with Jesus, the light, of the world. Get as close to Jesus as you can. Pursue that atmosphere where his presence is felt and experienced. Romans 13, 14 says, instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desire. So when you're sensing an urgency in the spirit, that's not the time to be out doing things that you know are wrong. No. That's the time to throw that aside and start pursuing those things that bring in the presence of God. What is that presence of God like? Some of you felt that this morning. It's just a wonderful peace that just begins to flood all over you and that you feel, that you sense. And that's something that we need to be pursuing. We pursue that as a church. We want that as a church. Uh, we consider that something important here as we pray in this place, as we pray through our church. And it's been interesting that as the world has come into our church, they've been making comments that they're sensing an atmosphere in here that is different than the atmosphere that's out there. And they're commenting about it. They're talking to us about that. Well, we want that to be that. 
I hope that this morning, if you're a new person here in our church, that you're sensing there's a different atmosphere in this place. You're, you're sensing something that you don't normally sense outside. And we do pray that the presence of Jesus would not just fill this place, but fill us. Fill us as individuals and touch us as individuals that we ourselves would not only feel the presence of God, but that the presence of God would go with us wherever we go. Our world really should be noticing that we're different, not just by our actions, but by the atmosphere we bring. And that should, in turn, cause people to sense Jesus when they're around us because we have a Jesus atmosphere around us. Pursue the atmosphere of Jesus. Do whatever you have to do to get that atmosphere of Jesus in us, in our places of worship, in our homes, wherever we might be, because, you know, that's what's important. And, you know, we've been kind of encouraging you to, to read the Gospels. And part of the reason for that is to get as much of Jesus in you as possible. Get yourself hearing what Jesus has to say instead of all of what the media is saying, but to take extra time in the Word of God to hear what He's saying. And He's telling us in this passage, here, throw off the old clothes of darkness. Don't put them back on again. Put on new clothes that will show the light of Jesus. Ephesians 4, 22, 24 says, Throw off the old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by life, lust, and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on a new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And again, that's... Not a word you really hear a lot in Christian circles anymore, certainly in Western of the world. Holiness. Well, let me tell you, the Bible says holiness is still important. If the Bible says holiness is important, then holiness is important. So we need to make corrections wherever is necessary. We're called to be new creatures in Christ, new natures that honor and please and draw people uh, to Christ. Literally being a light in the midst of darkness. And that's something the Bible talks about. We need to be lights in our world. That as people look in this dark world, they should see some light. And we're supposed to be those people. Ephesians 5, 8 and 9 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. And so this passage of Scripture is reminding us again that draw close to Jesus. Get as close to Jesus as you can because he makes all the difference in the world. He is the Alpha, he is the Omega, he's the beginning, he's the end. He is the author, he's the finisher of our faith. He is our light unto our world. And we need to be one too. So any time when you're feeling an urgency from God, feeling it in here, there does need to be an immediate response. And we need to draw closer to Jesus, pursuing him that we might be carriers of his presence and a light unto our world. Because you know what? You make a difference. When you're out there in society and you're out there in your places of work, you make a difference. You should be bringing a new atmosphere in the place where you're working, in your homes, or wherever you might be, there should be an atmosphere about you 
that has the presence of Jesus that people would recognize there's something different about you. Some months back, I was talking to a young lady and I was in a, a building and that young lady told me, she says, do you realize that when you come in here that you change the atmosphere? I was sh shocked. Wasn't I expecting that from her? But you know, the reality is that's exactly what we all should be doing. That when we walk in any place, that we should be changing the atmosphere. We're atmosphere changers, or we should be. We should be because of Jesus and having the presence of Jesus in our lives. So let's get close to Jesus. I believe in that sense of urgency that maybe you're starting to sense inside of you, one of the most important things you can do. Let's get close to Jesus. So in closing, I hope this message resonates with your spirit and that I'm not speaking to a whole bunch of people that say, I have no idea what you're talking about, Pastor. I hope you're understanding this. And I, I trust that you are feeling an urgency inside of you. You may not know exactly what it is for, but still you're sensing an urgency. And what I tell you is you sense urgency. These are the things that we need to make sure that we are doing. You know, whether there's going to be an awakening, whether there's going to be a revival, whether there's going to be signs, wonders, miracles of release, or maybe something that's on a, a negative side, but that's still going to bring people to a realization that they need Jesus, we need to be ready for that. You know, I, I'm not really sure why I'm sensing an, an urgency except for the fact that I know get some things in order. Get some things in order. And, you know, I realize that, you know, when I think of that, this isn't just for me, it's for all of us. Because I realize that what God is wanting to do is not just something for me, it's something he wants to do in our world. There's something big, something big that God is wanting to do. And I'm sensing an urgency in my spirit that I need to be responding, and get some things ready. And as we look at the scriptures here, well, where do we start? Well, let's start with love. Let's start pouring out the love. That no matter what has happened or who did what to you or whatever, or, you know, maybe you don't like this particular culture or that particular culture, you throw that aside and say, I'm going to start loving on people. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they've done. I don't care what people say about them. I'm going to start loving on people. That's a great place to start. And that's where we need it. And other areas, sometimes we need to shake ourselves. You know, sometimes we keep making excuses. So kind of shake that out of you and say, okay, get going. You know, pull yourself up by the shirt and say, you're going. You're going to do something. Get going. We need to deal with that. And, you know, if there's sin in our lives, well, let's start dealing with that. Let's stop excusing it or, or throwing it aside and think, oh, it's not that important. If you're sensing an urging spirit, deal with anything that you know or that God's word shows you is not right and change your life. And then most importantly, keep the focus on Jesus. I know I've been trying to encourage you in that with the reading of scriptures and in the gospels, because that's who we need. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our coming King. So obviously, you want to be ready for Him, get close to Him. Get close to Him. But get so close to Him that you carry His presence, so that wherever you go, people need to be worried about you instead of you worried about them because you're carrying the presence 
of the Lord Jesus Christ with you. So get close to Jesus. Get close to Jesus. Pursue him. Get close to him. And as we sense times of urgencies in our lives, even if we're not sure, well, what exactly is that for? There are some things we know that we just got to do. You got to keep loving on people. You just can't excuse that. You know, we got to keep looking inwardly. Sometimes you got to really shake ourselves up. And we got to get close to Jesus. He's our hope. He's our faith. Of course we need to draw close to him. Draw close to him, and then the Lord will show you what you are to do, what other things that you are to do as you prepare yourself for what he's going to do. But I hope here this morning that you too, that I'm speaking to a group of people that you've been sensing an urgency. You're not 100% sure why you've been sensing it, but you've been sensing an urgency that things are about to change. There's going to be something take place that's going to cause a big change. And I believe that change is going to lead to people coming to Christ. Get ready for lead people to Jesus. Get ready to be used of God in whatever fashion or form that you might be a witness for Jesus Christ, that we might win the whole world. For God desires everybody to be saved, not just certain select people, certain select cultures or backgrounds. He select. God desires all people to be saved. Jesus died for all the world, not for part of the world, for all the world, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Stay close to Jesus.